What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Let me just do this. What is today? Today is, for me, do you guys hate when I do that? Oh, for me it is. Do I sound like, it sounds weird because when people usually are like, well, you know, for me, not weird, fun. Fun way to talk to someone if you have more money than them. Well, for me, it's not a big deal. For you, I could see how it would be a burden, you know, talking about money. I love to do it with like uh, sports references. I'll say to my friends like, well, for me, it's like a seven iron from my house. I could just hit a seven iron there. For you, it'd be more like a, you know, four iron. And it's like a way of taking them down. You know, I like to take people down a notch. Take them down a notch, Lawson. Take them down a notch, kid. Take them down a notch. Uh, Jay Larson here with you as always. JayLarsonComedy.com. Jay Larson Comedy on uh, Facebook. Instagram, uh, Twitter. Also, there's a comedian Jay Larson on Facebook. Whichever one you're following, don't follow the Jay Larson comedy one. Who's on Facebook? Can you guys honestly get involved a little bit as far as Facebook goes? Um, can we talk about how much you guys love picking this up? I mean, it feels good. It feels real good. I feel good, Tom. I got to tell you. Anytime I see people talking about picking this up, now you guys are sending me DMs of you doing picking this up. Start sending me. If you're doing picking this up, send it to me. I'm going to put it on my stories. Anyone who sends it to me, I'm going to put it on my stories. They're the most fun thing to do. I don't know why. They're just so stupid. Because every everything is dumb. Have you realized this? Before I go any further, the first weekend of April, I'm at Vermont Comedy Club. In Burlington, Vermont. As I mentioned last week, I am going to do the show. I think the show is over. I think that's a 7 o'clock show. I'm not sure. But there's a show after my show on that Thursday night, an improv show. So we're going to do a little meet and greet for only through liners. For the through liners, baby. You through lining? That's like a drug, dude. Dude, you through lining, bro. You threw line in. I don't know what's with me. I'm a little energetic today. Um, so that Thursday night, let's try and get every, as many of you that are... I don't know why I picked a city. That's not even a city. It's a town. Why I picked a town where like the lowest population possible of any club I could do. Excuse me, but I love it there. And uh, so please buy tickets to that Thursday night show and we'll do a little meet and greet afterwards can hang out. They got a little cool bar there. We can tell stories. You know, it'll just be us. It's not going to be on stage. It's going to be like a personable thing. So please come and get your tickets now. But it's only going to be if you get tickets and let me know that you're going to be there. And then I'm going to have a guest list and everyone can just hang. Um, you know, if you live in New York or you live in New Hampshire or you live, uh, you know, Connecticut, anywhere that's close to Vermont, make a weekend of it. Okay, make a weekend and just come out. Come up to Vermont. It's beautiful. You've been to Vermont, dude? Oh, it's unreal. Anyway, that's that. Picking this up. Let me tell you why everything's... Because everything is dumb now. Everything is dumb. When did it turn? When did it turn? I mean, 
tabloids were always dumb. But now it's like everything is dumb. Everything is dumb. Do you remember when you could just turn on news to get news? Now everything is just like lowest common denominator. I'm talking whether you watch Fox News or whether you watch CNN or MSNBC, they're all just a tabloid now. Everything's a tabloid. It used to be that like there were certain things that upheld the standard of news or upheld the standard of quality. Not anymore. No one cares. You can just put some... Think, think about the video I'm making. It's a dumb, stupid video of me looking at magazines. Of course, it's a satire on how dumb the magazines are, but yet I can put it up there and we're all going to watch it because we're all just like... I guess we're all just bored because we have so much information and so much entertainment all the time that we're all just looking for something and we're just consuming it and shitting it out. You know what I mean? Consume and shit. Watch it. Let go of it. Either way, they're fun to make and I like that you guys like them because uh, that's what I do. You know what I mean? I make things for you guys to like. So let me just take a look at something here. Today, like I said, is the 21st. I pre-recorded this week's episode, which you're going to see last week. What? Am I blowing your fucking mind? I am. So this is going to come out January 30th. Um, but I said to I said to Kate just before I was coming out here, I'm like, any ideas of things I can talk about today? And she's like, what about Valentine's Day is coming up? What about love stories? I was like, love stories? You want me to talk about love stories, you whack job? And I was like, it's actually a good idea. Um, I'll never forget. So, I mean, what do you do for Valentine's Day? Who's doing anything for Valentine's Day? It's like, you got to start preparing now. I know like in like, man, I, like I was just home for that funeral and thank you so much for all the support for people that like reached out after last week's episode. It it meant a lot. It was a great time. By the way, I fucking love funerals. I love them, dude. I love a good funeral. Wakes are more fun than the funeral. But here's the deal. Unless it's a tragic event, which I know there are many tragic tragic events when it comes to like death. It should be like this celebration of a letting go, a, a goodbye. You know what I mean? There's like only two things you don't control in the world, how you're born and how you die. It's you almost, I'm like some people do, but you get what I'm saying. And I think it's like just beautiful to be a celebration where like celebrate that person, you know? And and I was at this wake and uh, like I mentioned before, and it was it was just wonderful. I don't use that word a lot. It was wonderful to walk around with my friend and look at like boards of tons of pictures of his dad and talk about every picture and just everyone tell stories and, and, and share and exchange and appreciate and say goodbye. Oh, it's, I love it. I love it. When do you ever have everyone you've ever known around you? Wedding? But at a funeral? I mean, you're not there, but everyone else is. Um... Anyway, I thought it was it I thought it was really uh You ready for this? I didn't have a winter coat for this funeral, okay? So I had to hit up a friend at home. I'm like, "What am I going to do? Buy a winter coat? I'm not going to buy a winter coat just to go to a funeral." But I wanted like something, you know, I looked at the the weather and it was going to be a high of 24 that day. 
and outdoors at a funeral, it's going to be cold and probably windy. So I have, I'm like, all right, who, what are my friends are my size? And I hit up my buddy and I go, Hey, do you think you could bring me a jacket? You know? And he was like, yeah, of course. And like, we're going, he was like, Oh, you're coming in. I'm like, yeah, I'm coming in. He's like, okay, cool. And then, you know, I haven't drank in 17 months. Every now and then I wouldn't mind a little, a little toke. And I was like, you know, I'm going to be home. I'm not going to have the only, I left my schedule so that I was going to be there for my friend and his family if they needed me. You know what I mean? Of course, I'll be there for the wake. The second I got in town, I drove to the wake. I stayed there till they closed the doors. And then I went to dinner with my mom, which was amazing. Let me just recap the weekend, guys. Here's the deal about my town. You can't put enough makeup on it that you wouldn't recognize that it's my hometown. You know what I mean? It was middle class, blue collar town. No matter what you try and put in there, like all of a sudden, this is a tiny town, 22,000 people. All of a sudden, there's an area of my town they're calling Nobility Hill. And my mother tells me this. She's like, oh, well, you know, that's Nobility Hill now. And I'm like, fucking what? What, what are you talking? Like in LA, they've renamed areas of this town. Now there's a new area like that they're trying to bring up called Westlake. Not Westlake Village, Westlake. There's another place, Westlake Village. You know, there's all these little areas they're renaming, you know, to for real estate purposes. My town, though, it's not like you're, you're not fooling anybody. It's not like in L.A. at least there are people always moving, coming and going. My town? No. No one's going to be all of a sudden like, oh, Nobility Hill. Stoneham is coming up. No, it's not. It's the same town. So I go, to, I get into town. I rent a car. Let me just talk to you about renting cars, okay? When you're going on, go to Expedia. You're going to rent a car. You're going to look at it, okay? It's going to be like $23, some are $18 a day. Now, do you want to be driving around in a Nissan Altima? Yeah, maybe. It's not a bad car. Or an, a, a Yarvis, whatever that car is, a Yarvis. I don't. I always go, because you look at it, it's like 15 or 18 15 to $23 a day for like economy or whatever it is. You get up to luxury. Sometimes you can get luxury for like $23 a day, 25 before tax and all that crap. And the way I look at it is I'm like, if I'm going to spend 100 bucks on a rental car, for two days, I got in on a Thursday. I was leaving on a Saturday. Two days, I'm fine with that. But I want to, I want to drive a nice car, you know. So I'm like, oh, they got a Cadillac, and I can get it for a hundred bucks for those two days. So they put it under. It's just under category luxury. But when I when I check, they always will upgrade you. Almost every single time you rent a car, they're gonna have something available in the thing up. And a lot of times. If you get like an economy, they're going to burn. They have the most of those. They have the least of like the next step up and then the next. And then they got those, the crazy big ones like SUVs and all that shit. So I always go with like a luxury because I want to, I'm going to be driving for a little bit. It's just, it's a little bump. You know what I mean? You're away from home. You're traveling. You're going to be tired. You want to sit in something comfy, right? And I know that they always are going to be able, they almost always can take you up a level. Almost always. So the guy goes, what do you got, luxury? I'm like, yeah. He's like, eh. And it was so cold out. I just don't think he wanted to look around for what my car was. He goes, I got this. And it was like this giant Infiniti Q3. Now, two things I like about cars, okay? I like shapes. I like the shape of a car and the way it looks. The How does it look linear? And then there's the inside. I don't like touch stuff. You know what I mean? I want. I like buttons, okay? I like buttons. This is for buying. 
for looking at. Now, I see these Infinity Q3s, and I see them. I'm like, oh, that's I don't know anything about Infinities. I've never been an Infinity guy. I see these cars. They're SUVs. They're huge. I like how they look. It's just too big for what I would ever get. But I was going to be home for this thing. I was going to be going you know, to a funeral. I didn't know when I'd be driving other people around. I'm like, oh, I'd be nice to have that thing. The guy goes, why don't you just take that? I was like, boom. Here I am already jumping in. Big cozy car. I land at 4.30. The funeral, uh, the wake started at 4. I drove straight there. I get there like 10 minutes to 5. I stay till close. I'm there till 8. Great time. I say to my buddy, I hit him up via text before I leave. I'm like, can you give me a jacket? He's like, yeah, I can get you a jacket. I'm like, sweet. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to be staying at my mom's house. I'm going to be getting in early. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be like out super late every night. I was like, you know, I wouldn't, wouldn't hate having a little weed. So I was like, oh, should I fly home with some weed? Because I have weed. I've had weed in my house or my garage for like two years. Do I ever smoke it? No. It's just there. People give you weed and you're like, oh, okay. And I just don't smoke like I did when I was 26. And I don't drink anymore. And every now and then you want a little release. But I have the kids. I'm not smoking here. I'm like there. I'm like, oh, that'd be nice. And then out of the wake, I'm going to probably go to dinner with either my friends or my mom and then get to my mom's house. And it'd be nice to just unwind from the trip and the wake and, you know, just escape a little bit. And I was like, do I want to be traveling with weed, even though weed is legal in California and it's legal in Massachusetts? I'm like, I don't want to travel with weed. Who knows what's going to happen at TSA? You know what I mean? Some dude's got a heart on, wants to just take someone down. It's not worth it. It's not like I have a license, even though you don't need one. I don't know the rules, man. So I hit up my friend at home, and I'm like, hey, do you have any, you think you could throw a joint in that jacket? And he's like, yeah, I got you covered. It's like, boom. I'm at the wake. I'm seeing everybody. I'm seeing people I went to high school with, my friend's family that I grew up with, my soccer coach. Seeing all these great people from my life. My buddy's there. And he's like, I got the jacket in the car for you. I'm like, oh, great. He's like, you want to walk out with me and you can bring it back in? I said, yeah. Get the jacket, say goodbye to him, come back in. Well, I don't know where he got this weed, but it stunk. I mean, bad. Like, like imagine the the kindest kind bud you've ever smelled, like the skunkiest. Remember like dank weed, dank stuff that was like purple when you looked at it and then you smelt it and you were like, whoa, this amplify that by 10. I don't know where he got this or what it was. This is like, I thought that they had like engineered the smell out of weed at this point. You know what I mean? Like everything is like the best now. And I'm like, didn't they just get rid of the smell? Like when do you ever smell? You smell weed, but this was like a skunk. It was so insane that the entire funeral home started smelling like weed. And I was like, I I got in the funeral home and I, I, I just realized like I'm outside. I get the jacket. I come inside. I'm like, whoa, this is potent and i put it down and now everyone around me is like dude what is that i'm like dude i borrowed the jacket from joe and i asked him for a little now this and like it's not like every one of my friends at home smokes you know on the contrary if i will and it stinks and you're at a you're at a wake 
And we're in the funeral home and the whole room now stinks. And I'm sitting there like, this is ridiculous. And I said to him, like, dude, I'm going to, I texted him like, dude, what's up with this weed, bro? So we left that night. I put the car in my, the jacket in the rental car. I go to dinner with my mom. We go to a restaurant that's now named after this new little area in my town, Nobility Hill. Fucking what? So like I said, you can't change the town I'm in. We're at the restaurant, Nobility Hill, and we're sitting there. And the woman comes over, and now they have these like little computer pads. You put your order in. You know, this saves so much time. We just do it here, and it comes up. It's actually a really good invention. Boom, goes right to the kitchen. You're done. Instead of going over, it saves time, I guess. I don't know if it does. Whatever. Well, she can't figure this thing out. She comes over, asks if we want to order a drink. I ask a question about an appetizer. I'm not drinking. You know what I mean? So my first question is, I asked, do you have any non-alcoholic beers? Because I like one every once in a while. It just makes me feel like I'm having a drink. They have one. I don't like a sh- You know what I mean? So I was like, can we put in the calamari? She's like, yeah. So she goes to put it in. Then my mother goes, oh, I'd like to have a beer. And so we're looking at the list. And I'm like, you know what you might like? Why don't you try this? And she's like, all right. So now this woman can't get back to the drink screen. She's like, usually I put it. And this is how she's talking. This is where I talk about. This is where I'm talking about. You can't put enough makeup on my town. You know what I mean? She's like, oh, you know, most people put in the drinks. Then we do appetizers. Oh, shit. Now she's swearing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Listen, am I a casual guy? Yeah. Do I want my dentist swearing? No. Do I want my doctor swearing? No. Do I want my accountant swearing? I think I could be okay with that. Like, you know, these fucking numbers are killing me. Sure. I don't want my waiter or bartender swearing. I just don't. I want you treat. This is my night to have a nice meal. I don't want you swearing. She's like, ah, shit. And I'm like, what is going on? I think that's a thing. Like, who is it, who is it okay to swear and who isn't? I definitely don't want my doctor swearing or my dentist. I don't want you swearing. A waiter, I don't want you swearing. I just don't. I want you to just talk to me normally. It's just like it's a different taste in my mouth when you're swearing. I don't know why it's okay if my accountant swears, but I guess I think I'm just okay with my accountant, you know, being like, ah, shit, what you put... How much did you spend in dry cleaning last year? And you're like, I don't know. And then you just loosey-goosey like, what the fuck were we doing? There's just certain people I don't want swearing. And a waiter is one of them. And I don't care that she did. I just thought it was funny that I'm like, this is what my town is. You can call it Nobility Hill. You can put a sign up and you can have a restaurant. And the waitress is still going to be like, ah, shit. You know, you ordered the drinks when you weren't supposed to. Or you ordered your apps when you weren't supposed Like, she put it on us. And I'm just like, that's my town. That's my town. Had dinner with my mom. Drove around. I like to drive around, look at houses. I looked at houses. Went to the town next door. They had a restaurant still open. Everything closes early in these towns. Like, this was... I went to a restaurant at 11 o'clock in the other town. I also asked her, I'm like, can I get a coffee? And she's like, nah. I mean, that was brewed around noon. I don't think you want it. And I'm like, well, any chance you're making new coffee? She's like, nah. Like that's that's my town. Like oh, okay, and uh, I go to the town over, which is a little nicer. And uh, I go to a restaurant at eleven fifteen. I'm like, is the kitchen open? The guy's like, well, what are you looking to do? I'm like, I just want some dessert. Like I, my mom went home. I went driving around. Went to this place. He's like, yeah, I can get you dessert. I'm like, dope. And I go, do you have coffee? And he goes, I'd have to make a pot. And I'm like, is that a big deal? He's like, no, I'll make a pot for you. And I'm like, this is the difference between our towns. In this town. Nah, we make coffee at noon. They'll tell you about This is what I love. They'll tell you. Listen, I got the coffee, but it's shit. 
You know what I mean? I'll give it to you, but it ain't good. I'm not going to make you new coffee. The other town was like, we don't have any coffee, but I will make you new coffee if you want coffee. And I'm like, I 100% want coffee and I want dessert. And the guy was like, yeah, I could do all that. I go, perfect. I go, I'm putting my jacket here. I'm going to step outside. Put my jacket there. Grab a joint. The joint. The fucking stank joint. I walk to the little square. Like, it's the the center of this town. It's got this beautiful old square. It's a beautiful old church. And I just smoked a joint outside in this little square, knowing that when I get back to inside this cozy, warm little pub, it was like a pub, my dessert will be ready and my coffee will be ready. And I'm going to be a little baked. And it was fantastic. Anyway, um, I didn't put that joint back in the car. I put it in like a uh, matches box and left it in like a, a, the flower box outside my mom's house and left the jacket in the breezeway, like a room between the garage and the house. It's not like insulated and there's no heat, so it's cold. Like the favorite thing about that room, I think I mentioned this before, during the holidays... It would be so cold and we'd have so many people and the fridge would be full. My mother would put like pies in the breezeway and the carcass for the turkey because it was like refrigerated. You know what I mean? It was like cold. So you could use it for stuff. But it it was just not as cold as outside and there was no wind, you know? So you like, you know. Anyway, um, I left the jacket out there. The next day at the funeral, outside, in ripping wind, 24 degrees, People could still smell the jack, the joint from that jacket. Special sponsor this week, because Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Do not skip. Listen to this, because this is a deal. I've said many times, my wife doesn't like Valentine's Day. And then you're just like, well, don't get her anything. Shut up. She deserves it, okay? Valentine's Day, it's not just for lovers. It's about sharing the love with everyone. I buy flowers all the time. Even when I was single living by myself, I would buy flowers, okay? If you want to make a first move with someone, buy them flowers. Not everyone wants roses for Valentine's Day. That's why the books... Co. has you covered with a variety of beautifully styled bouquets, sweet treats, plants, gifts, and succulents. That's Bokes, B-O-U-Q-S. I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation, but it's short for bouquet. B-O-U-Q-S. Listen, I always love Valentine's Day. My wife put a kibosh on it, but I was like, I want to do Valentine's Day. So there were years that we did, years that we didn't. And I said, you know what? Forget it. This year... Yes, I'm doing flowers, and that's exactly what I did. And I knew there was only one place to go because they have a great Valentine's Day deal, okay? Listen, flowers are expensive. I literally, when we did our budget at the beginning of the year, I'm like, we need a flower budget. I like flowers around the house. They just make you feel good, okay? Bokes, short for bouquet, B-O-U-Q-S, has got you covered. Not everyone prefers roses. You don't need them. Blooms are starting at 39 bucks. Books Co. is nationwide and offers next as well as same-day delivery, okay? They even have flower subscriptions if you're just like me and you're like, yeah, I want to get dialed in. Here's the deal, though. You can get 25% off right now from your order if you go to books, B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash Larson with code Larson, okay? That's 25% off. That's one quarter of the price. Imagine if every time you spent a dollar, they were like, ah, oh, no, just 75 cents. 
Or every time you spend four, they're like, nah, just make it three. That's a great savings, especially when it's Valentine's Day. This is what you want to do, okay? Bouquets are effortlessly styled and perfectly grace any space. You want someone who's just throwing flowers? Oh, here you go. It's in a cheap vase. That's not what you want, okay? Bokes is partnered with eco-friendly farms that pay their workers higher on average, minimize waste, recycle water, and use sustainable Sustainable. Come on, Jay. Sustainable growing practices. Farm direct transparent sourcing means fresher, longer lasting flowers. That's 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 awesome. That's that was makes me feel good. They even show you where and who many of the flowers are coming from, okay? That's insane. Founded in 2012 by former college roommates, books. It's grounded in transparency, responsibility, and simplicity. <sighs> With their happiness guarantee, the Books Co. wants to make sure you love your flowers and have a great experience. Wedding and corporate packages allow you to save up to 80% versus traditional florists. Again, we've seen this trend. It's cutting out the middleman, guys. This is such a great, great, great deal, and I love what they're doing environmentally. Okay? So I'm going to tell you one more time. Go to Books, short for bouquet, B O U. QS.com slash Larson and use the code Larson. Don't be an idiot. We're two and a half weeks ahead of the game right now. Make a move. I left it overnight, no weed in it, and it stunk. And I said to my buddy, I'm like, I'm going to tell everyone this is you. If anyone asks, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, that's Joe. Nasty. Anyway, had a blast at the wake, went to the funeral. We had like a reception afterwards, went to the reception afterwards. It was lovely. Again, trading stories, people catching up. And this is one thing that I realized about about funerals and wakes. And uh, it's a time, my friend whose dad passed, his son was there with us, who's 10. And, you know, he would be with my buddy, you know, his son. Like the men, the, the, there's something about, you know, the relationship between a father and son and my friend had lost his dad. He was the son and now his son's there. And you could see this bond just like in the two of them being there together. And then he came over and sat at our table, all of our high school friends and his son was sitting there with us. And I, like, we're all trading stories. And I told, told the story, someone was t- making fun of me in a story and I'm like, I don't give a shit. And he's sitting there and he starts dying laughing, hearing me swearing. And I realize I'm like, yeah, this is a part of like the uh, growing up or becoming a man is like, this is when you lost your grandfather. It's okay that your people are swearing and stuff like that. And I gave him a $20 bill. I don't know why. I was just like, oh, you know, it might be fun to give his, my buddy Dave's kids each 20. And I go, you got a piggy bank at home? He's like, yeah. And I, and I tucked it in my hand and I shook his hand and I go, why don't you put that in your piggy bank? And of course, he's like, oh, my God. And my friend Dave was like, would you say thank you? Put that away. And he looks at me. He goes, what are you doing? What are you, why are you giving him 20 bucks? And I'm like, come on. Your grandfather doesn't die every day. Which to me, I thought was a hilarious statement. Like, come on. You know? And at the same time, yeah, it was abrupt. And that was a strong statement. But it's true. And it was like this cool little idea that like, we're celebrating the loss of your grandfather and your dad. And it's like, that's when you like grow a little, you know, it's obviously, you know, a setback or something you're going to, you're losing something from your life, but in losing it, it's like you scar. It's like you get cut, you know, you get cut, you scar up, you get stronger, you know, you grow, you evolve. It's like, 
losing things in life. If you're up for a job and you don't get it, you grow, you develop, you change, you become more of a person. And that's what I looked at with him <laughs> and giving his son this this 20. Anyway, I like wakes. I like funerals. And the reception was nice. And then we all played cards that night and stayed out till like 3 o'clock in the morning. And then I uh, met my brother for coffee in town and I flew home. And that's where I am. And it's the 30th and my wife was like, oh, why don't you talk about Valentine's Days? So I was thinking about when I was young, like we used to shovel driveways. I don't know how many people out there are shoveling driveways or shovel your own driveway. I feel like things that we used to do as kids, we'd mow lawns for money. We'd shovel driveways for money. We'd shovel our own, of course. And then, you know, we'd knock out our driveway. And then I, my buddy would call me and he's like, hey, do you want to go shovel driveways? And I'm like, yeah, let me knock out my mom's and let's go meet up. This was like, I think we started doing this around like sixth grade and we did it till we were freshmen in high school. And I'll tell you that. Well, I remember, I remember the last time I went shoveling driveways, it was me and my buddy Rye and we were out there. Like you got to walk in the snow through neighborhoods and just go up to every house. Like, yo, you want me to shovel your driveway? And I honestly think it was Rye that got us into it. So we went up to this one house. I was a freshman. My brother was a junior. I knew a lot of my brother's friends and we go up to the door and it's just the most beautiful girl in our high school, Brenda Nocella. Ring the doorbell, Brenda Nocella's at the door and I'm sitting there like, oh my God, I'm a freshman. She's a junior and she's just like very attractive, sweetest, nicest girl. And she's like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, hey. And we're standing there with shovels and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, nothing, you know, nothing. And she's like, you guys shoveling driveways? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, I don't have any money. I'm like, no, please. Uh, I mean, it would have been bothered, like, hey, let me just shovel it anyway. Huh? You want me to shovel your driveway? That sounds like some sex shit. You want me to shovel your driveway? And uh, we did. We bounced. But when I was home at this wake, my buddy was talking to me about this one time. It was Valentine's Day. And we were in seventh grade. And my buddy Rye hit me up. He's like, you want to go shoveling driveways? And I was like, yes. Because we both need to buy Valentine's Day gifts for our girlfriends. It was either sixth or seventh grade. So, you know, you will, you might go up to like 20 houses and get two to three that will be like, yeah, okay. And then it's like, you know, how much are they going to pay you? Like, you got to negotiate a rate. You know what I mean? Like... You don't have the confidence where you can be like, I'm taking 20 bucks enough. Like, you know, there's two of us and you got to make it worthwhile. And there was, you, sometimes you'll get that gold mine house. And there was this one house that we went to. It was on his street. It was like the third house we went up to. And they were like, yeah, we'd love that. And I think we each got like, I feel like we, I feel like we each got like 30 bucks. It was a wide driveway. I'd say three car wide and like two car deep. And if you live back east or anywhere there's snow, Midwest, they plow the driveway and and they plow the street and it just builds a wall in front of your driveway. And this driveway, it was it was high. It was a big snow day. We shoveled that driveway, I think, for like four hours. My buddy went home for lunch. He goes, dude, I got to go home for lunch. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll be here. 
I still can't believe that that happened. Like, what the fuck are you doing going home for lunch? Bring me back something. I stayed and shoveled. I wasn't going home for lunch. What, what am I, on a union gig? I'm taking lunch. You get lunch breaks? Who's shoveling driveway and going home for lunch? You go home when we're done with the job. Either way, the dumbest thing we ever did, they had a snowblower, this family. And they're like, do you guys want to use a snowblower? And we're like, no, we got it. And we did the whole driveway. And getting to that end, I mean, it's a lot. And by the way, I didn't have a dope shovel. And if you've ever shoveled driveways, you know, oh, yeah, there are dope shovels. You know the ones that are like rounded like this and you push and the snow goes and it's like a snowblower and you can just push? Yeah. I had one that like you could shovel coal with. It was just a square and you had to like go in and you had to push. It wasn't pushing anything out of the way. You were lifting everything out of there. Anyway, we did that house about four. We probably started at nine and got done at one with Rise Lunch Break PS. We each got like 30 bucks. And I remember that because because of what happened after that. We got 30 bucks, and then they gave us each like a sandwich bag that had like pencils, erasers, and candy in it. And we were like, it took so much out of us to do this house that we started going around, and then we went to one other house, and they were like, yeah, we'd love you guys to shovel it. And we started shoveling, and we're like, dude, we already made 30 bucks. Like, why don't we... <laughs> I mean, think about what we made that day. That was, what were they paying? $15 an hour. Four hours, two guys. That's $15 an hour they paid for us to shovel. $7.50 each. Um, so we went to this other house and we got like done with the walkway and we were just so exhausted. We just went up to the door like, hey, we can't do the driveway. <laughs> we're like, sorry, can't we can't do it. We're like, we're just exhausted. We had this other big, big driveway. Like, who are we? You know, like, yeah, we had another account. And uh, it was a lot of work. And they were like, well, thank you for doing the walkway. Like we've, We're like, yeah, no problem. And they're like, well, let's give you some money. And we're like, we're okay. And I think they gave us each six bucks. And the reason I say that is because I can't remember doing any other house. And I remember having $36. And we're like, all right, thanks. And so we had our money to get our Valentine's Day gifts. Right? It's like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I think school was canceled that day. Probably canceled that day. And then like we both went home and changed and he was like, all right, I'll come meet you at your house and we'll go down to Redstone, which is a shopping center where they had a Woolworths, a Caldor, and then like Marshalls, you know, every discount kind of place. And we both went to Woolworths and we were like, Woolworths used to have like a, like it was like a, I don't even know what it would be like now, like a tiny, tiny, tiny Walmart maybe or a Something like that. Kind of like a drugstore, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, oh, think of an old school drugstore, but it had like a little diner in it. You know, like a, what would they call that? They had like a grill. You get like grilled cheese and hot dogs and burgers and shakes. Think of anything you would see in a 1950s movie. That's what Woolworths was. They had like a candy aisle. Candy, we'd go there for candy, baseball cards. And so at Valentine's Day, they had like stuffed animals and then like heart-shaped box with chocolates in it, you know? And I think we each, I bought a box of chocolates and a stuffed animal for sure. And I'm pretty sure Rye did the same. And we had loot. You know, we were loaded. 36 bucks at Woolworths, dude? I'm pretty sure the chocolates were like maybe 13 bucks. And then the stuffed animal was like six out of there for 20 bucks. And now I'm crushing in sixth grade. It was awesome. That was Valentine's Day. 
I don't remember when my wife and I got together, she was like, yeah, I'm not into Valentine's Day. I'm not into anniversaries. And dude, I've always been into Valentine's Day. I don't know why. I just liked it. I've always liked it. I always liked the idea. I never forget my high school girlfriend, one Valentine's Day. So I was working at Papa Gino's, which is this pizza place. I had worked at my brother's place pizza, and I got fired from there. I told that last week with uh, Chad. I got canned, and I was out of work for one pizza place, and I went over to a rival pizza place. They had the best sauce, Papa Gino's. They had these molds to put the dough in. You put the dough in these steel molds to get the crust and then build them out from there. And everyone used to have birthday parties at Papa Gino's when we were kids, and they had like a jukebox at every table that was all hooked into a central jukebox, and you put a quarter and you could pick songs. I love that place. And so I was working at Papa Gino's, and there was this older kid who I used to work with at the other pizza place, my brother's place, who I love, Tom Grady, one of the greatest dudes ever. And I was like, yo, I'm going to have my girlfriend over. I'm going to make her dinner. I was going to cook her dinner. This was like my junior year in high school. I'm like, I want to cook her dinner, and I want to make something awesome. And he's like, all right, so what do you think you're going to make? And I'm like, I don't know. And he goes, do you know how to make a piccata, like chicken piccata? And I was like, no. And he and he and so he taught me how to make a chicken piccata, which is like capers and lemon juice and butter and maybe herbs. So, and so what I did was imagine a plate. I made garlic bread. I had Arizona iced tea in wine glass. So first of all, I took our, we had this big square coffee table at the time in our, in our living room. And I pushed that in front of the fireplace. I had a fire going. I made the dinner so that when she walked in, dinner was ready to go. It was like on the table waiting. I knew what time she was coming over. Now, She's a sophomore in high school. I'm a junior. Her mom's dropping her off at my house for Valentine's Day dinner. This is not the girl I got the chocolates for. That was sixth grade. Now we're, I'm a junior. I step up my game. I'm not just giving you chocolates, you know? I don't know what I gave her then. I would have just turned 17, I think. This also might have been my sophomore year, and I would have been 15. I can't remember. Either way, you get what's happening here. So I made like spaghetti, right? with chicken, a, like a chicken breast over spaghetti with the piccata sauce. And then I put three raviolis on my plate, like in a triangle around and three on hers. And then I just did a strip of red sauce over each ravioli. Fucking what, son? Yo, that's a junior in high school. That's how I do Valentine's Day, son. I made this dope meal. I had a wine glass with Arizona iced tea and then a water glass. I had two forks. I had the whole deal in front of the fire. Her mom must have dropped. And I had the front door open. We had like a glass storm door. So it was like you could see in. Her mom must have seen this fire going being like, God damn it, what's this kid trying to do to my daughter? Which, what wasn't I trying to do? What was every guy trying to do? You were like, I want to do everything. <laughs> That's all you want to do. Um but you wanted to like, that's the whole thing about Valentine's Day. Is it's like your chance to romance. That's all you want to do is like, I want to romance her to get her a point where she's like, God, fuck yeah. And uh, I don't, we didn't do much that night. That's for sure. But I did make an unbelievable meal. I used to love Valentine's Day. That was my go-to was like cooking. But think about it. Who's cooking junior year in high school? Not only that, I'm doing lavish chicken piccata with garlic bread from scratch. 
when you work in a restaurant, th- and this is the problem today, I feel like kids don't get jobs anymore, at least not in, in this town. We all work hard to make money so the next generation doesn't have to do as much. Like We want to improve the family's life every year we go on. And my family, everyone got jobs. Everybody got a job. And we all had our own money. We got jobs. We played sports. We were involved at school. And I look at them like, how do these how do these kids manage it all? Like, you're not going pro in a sport if you're working a day job. But some people do because you're that talented. And um, anyway, it was a lot of fun doing all that stuff. That's what we did. I can't remember any Valentine's Days past those two. I feel like those were like the two most special ones of like putting effort towards every other one it's just like now we even forget like we're just like what when was valentine's Day? you got to make the reservation you got to find a place you know it's like it's a big deal people for valentine's day my wife was always never into it and i feel like now it's like if you set the time aside what are you gonna do you're gonna go out to a restaurant it's like amateur hour oh wait a minute this is the best so this was like two years ago something happened in our relationship where my wife was like, yeah, I want to do Valentine's day now. I'm like, Oh, okay. So, uh, I mean, this might be sharing too much. Maybe it is. Eh, whatever. I was like, I made reservations. There was this restaurant that I'd always wanted to go to. So down in, if you know, beach towns, there's never really like outside of like fancy beach towns, like Santa Barbara, Santa Monica. I'm sure like Charleston, South Carolina, I bet was a little fancy. I'm sure you can find divey places, but usually by the water, everything's like casual. You know, you're coming off the beach, it's beer, it's wine. You know, it's never like fancy white tablecloths, but every now and then there's a, there's this one, there are going to be little ones, even in like the neighborhoody areas that are fancy. And this place was, I think it's called Piccolo. And I'd seen this thing that they were for Valentine's Day, they were going to do like a tasting, you know? And I was like, oh, so I'm like, I'm going to do this. I've always wanted to go to that place. I got a babysitter, got the reservation. And we got like, they were taking seatings at certain times. I got ours a little later. And uh, what I did was I got a hotel room, but not for the night. You know what I'm saying? I, I went, booked the hotel. Just for a place for us to be romantic together. And we weren't staying there. We're not getting a babysitter stay overnight. We're just, we went, had drinks at the hotel. I'm like, I got a room here. We went, fooled around. And then we were going to dinner. I was like, oh, this isn't the night. We have dinner planned. She's like, oh, so, you know, we had drinks. Then we had <laughs> extracurricular. And then I had this, this tasting planned. So we go to this restaurant. This I've never seen anything like this. We go to this restaurant. Everybody's super nice. Starting the tasting. We I get a cocktail. My wife gets a glass of wine or champagne. And then I moved on to a glass of wine. And we're doing these ta- the different courses. And the food is amazing. And uh, everyone like is in a really good mood. And I'm like, oh, I guess on Valentine's Day, people get in a good mood. It wasn't super packed. I've always wanted to eat this little restaurant down by the beach. It has such a great vibe. Nothing else is really open around it. You feel like you're in a neighborhood. I love restaurants that are in like a neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like every place has like ordinances. Well, is it residential? Is it commercial? It's like, who gives a fuck? Why can't it just be like, oh yeah, there are houses and then there's a restaurant. That's like my fantasy. My fantasy is a snowstorm. 
I always want to be a restaurant owner so that when a snowstorm hits, I stay open because I live so close to the restaurant. And then only people who can walk can get to the get to it. You know what I mean? Like if you've ever been in a snowstorm and everything's closed, that one place is open and everyone there becomes kind of like a little family because you you all made it. You know, like no one cares. It's whatever they have. If the kitchen's not open, they might have snacks. Or maybe the bartender's like, hey, you know what? I'll whip something up for everybody. It becomes communal. I One time I was home in Boston doing shows, and it was a snowstorm. And uh, the only people that came to my show with me was me and my friend Jen and my friend Todd. And we all lived in L.A. And we were all back in Boston visiting. And the show was pretty well... Uh, attended because it was just people that could walk there and then when you're in a city there can be like a giant population of people close to things because everyone lives in buildings instead of houses so it was like a great show and then we left and like let's go try and i remember we were driving there and the, the highway was like empty but we were like swerving down the- <laughs> there's so much snow my boy todd's car was like swerving all over the place and we were loving it i think we spun out maybe or a car spun out next to us i think a car spun out next to us and anyway, we went into a bar and they had a fireplace. Fuck you. A fireplace in a bar. It's the best. And it was like the bartender was sitting at the bar playing cards with another couple uh, or like a couple of people. And then there were like maybe 15 people scattered in this bar. And we rolled in and then she was like, hey, how are you guys? And I'm like, good. And gets out and then went behind the bar to make our drinks. And I was like, oh, this is the best. That's my fantasy. There was a property for sale back east that I, on Zillow, I was like looking at. And I'm like, this is the best place for a restaurant. This is the best. And I'm just like looking at it. I live here. I do the job I do. I can't buy this place. And I just watched it and watched it and waited and someone bought it. And I'm like, I'm telling you, that's going to be a dope restaurant. Anyway, um, that's what the feel was this night at this restaurant. We were there in a little neighborhood. It was cold out at the beach, different vibe, February 14th. And everyone's in a really good mood. And I remember like, I don't know if there was a tasting uh, like booze, a, a, a wine to go with each tasting. But I remember like the, our waiter being like, Hey, you guys want a little more? And we're like, yeah, all right. And he just came over and, and like was pouring us drinks. And like, that's on us. And we're like, cool. And then he came over and like said, do you guys want to try this wine? And we're like, um, okay. He's like, yeah, that's on us. And we're like buying us all these drinks. And I'm like, you think this is just because of Valentine's Day? And I'm like, hey, man, this is really sweet. You guys just doing the Valentine's Day? And he goes, no, tonight's our last night. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, we're closing. This is the last night the restaurant's going to be open is tonight. And we we're like, oh. He's like, yeah, so we're all kind of like celebrating and kind of like, you know. And I was like, yeah, I get it. You're all going to fucking drink some wine because it's going to be closed tomorrow and whatever. You're not going to have a job. So as we're sitting there eating our Valentine's Day dinner, someone is at the front door inside that works there, razor blading off the name of the restaurant. And I was just like, that's not the most depressing thing you've ever seen in your life. We're sitting here, Valentine's Day dinner. And they're just taking the name of the restaurant off, which is everything. Every restaurant has a name. Once the name's gone, it doesn't exist anymore. You know that saying, I don't know what I think till I hear what I say? Literally, until words come out of your mouth and exist in the world, they don't exist. They're not real. They're not a thing. And that's what this was to me. 
once that name is off the door, it doesn't exist anymore. And it was so weird because we're seeing, we're watching the person razor blade the name off. And as soon as it was gone, we're looking at just the glass door and we're like, this, it does, we're, we're sitting in, in no man's land. We're sitting nowhere because this place no longer exists. There's no longer a name. No one's working. Nothing exists anymore. And it was, we went from having, we still had a great night, but it was just a really weird, melancholy feeling of being like, oh, okay, we're in a place that no longer is a place because it doesn't have a name. I know that's a pretty uh, existential, esoteric kind of way of looking at things. And you might be like, Jay, it's still a restaurant. No, it wasn't. It didn't feel like it. I don't know what I think till I hear what I say. Take that one in. The other thing I want to... So anyway, I can get back to some Valentine's things. Because I'm sure some of you are out there planning it. I mean, is, is Valentine's Day a good night to pick up a date? I wonder. I bet it is. I bet if you're single and you're out on Valentine's Day and you meet someone else who's single on Valentine's Day, that's when they're like, fuck it, let's just pretend we're a couple. Um, I don't even know what we'll do. I mean, there's been so many years that like one of us was out of town on Valentine's Day. Dinner is almost amateur hour. Ordering in. Ordering sushi. That's the play. Um, but if you can have a fireplace going, good Lord, that's the only way to go. What was the other thing I was just about to say? Oh, it was Martin Luther King Day um, yesterday. And we have the Sonos, and I was sitting there eating breakfast, and I always like to listen to that I Have a Dream speech on, on Martin Luther King Day. Martin Luther King Day was like a... Martin Luther King, when I was a kid, was like an idol of mine. I fucking loved Martin Luther King. I love John F. Kennedy, and I love Martin Luther King. John F. Kennedy, because my aunts had a picture of him in their house. If you were Irish Catholic in Boston, you love John F. Kennedy. There's just there was no other way around it. JFK was the shit. Bobby Kennedy was eh. And then do you find out later, like you know, Bobby Kennedy was like the real dude. Like he was the one that was like the brains behind everything. But John was just fresh as fuck, dude. What? And uh, I loved it. I loved MLK. So every year on Martin Luther King Day, I make it a point to listen to the I Have a Dream speech, and I played it for our kids, like over the Sonos, and my son is like, he goes, oh, this again? And I go, what do you mean this again? They must have been listening to it at school, and he goes, I have a dream, Martin Luther King? And I was like, yeah. And uh, you know, my wife and I just sat there, and we listened to it. It was like 15 minutes, and it's just an amazing, it's an amazing speech. And that his presentation as a as a stand up, his cadence, his rhythm, his sound, everything, his ability to put words together, it is just unbelievable. And w- at the funeral that I was at, my friend's brother gave, you know, here this is what I also decided. Guess what? My funeral it ain't gonna be in a church because you got a priest up there who's talking about someone who's dead that he barely knew. Even if you're like super involved in your congregation, he doesn't know you, not like your family knows you. And it's this ceremony and it's so formal and everyone's gonna be quiet. I'm like, fuck that shit. When I die, it's gonna be, everyone's gonna be in a room in the round. It's gonna be a room in the round, okay? And everyone's gonna share stories and they're gonna tell stories to the room and they're gonna celebrate it. And maybe I'll have some like, Maybe I'll write out an order. And yeah, I'm going to write my own funeral. I fucking already decided. I'm writing my own funeral. I'll have different people speak. And then 
open up to the floor where people can tell stories because that's all when you know we were doing this funeral and you're the priest doing his thing and you do all this and then my buddy's brother got up he went last you know it was like a prayer we're gonna fucking what are we gonna hear a prayer no we want to hear about the man we're here for and then his brother got up and gave the most amazing eulogy if you will call it that and i was like yes that's what i want i want people celebrating like all the people in your life that come together for a funeral are there because of you and they know each other because of you. So why not hear their stories that relate from you to them because are these people going to stay in contact once you're gone? Think about the people in your life that are related because of you. My wife and I have a lot of friends that we're all friends because of me and Kate. You know what I mean? Like the group of friends half came from me and half came from Kate and now they're friends. So now they spend time together. And you're just like, oh, you know, like that's what you want when you're gone. You want these people to like have an association because you brought them together or, I mean, we have other friends that we've been brought together because of them, you know. Anyway, that's what I decide about when I, when I pass, how I want to, how I want to be celebrated in that way. And I'm definitely getting cremated. No question. Um, when is anyone ever going to go visit your spot? You know what I mean? Do you visit? I remember when we were kids, we would go visit my grandmother's, no, my grandfather's grave, my mom's dad's grave. My grandmother was still alive. So we would drive out there, me, my mom. All I remember is me and my bro. And we would never have flowers, but me and my brother had this thing where we wanted to give flowers, our own, not ones that my mom paid for. We wanted our own. Just like I wanted a job to have my own money, I wanted to give my own flowers. And we would go to the dumpster, at the at the cemetery, we'd climb it, jump in, find old flowers, go back, put those on the grave. Is that morbid? Maybe. I fucking loved it. I would because you'd look at them, you're like, these flowers are still good, at least for the day that I'm gonna be putting them down. Cause I'm sure what they do is they go around, that's part of the maintenance that you pay for, or whatever it is, and they you know, take the flowers off that are old and they leave the ones that are new. And I just remember, I can still like, you know those memories that you can see as if you're watching it in a movie? That's how I can see it. I can see exactly where, I'm sure that it's like all grown in now and more plots where we used to go. But I remember where his grave was, where we would walk over to. You could see the dumpster from his grave. And then we, sometimes it'd be a pile of flowers and we'd just go do our own. And uh, I don't know, there was some pride in that, that like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I give flowers to my grandfather and I put them on his grave. Anyway, let me see how long I'm at. Nice. It's going to be a quick one today. I got a call in a little bit. What? It's probably nothing. MLK Day. I looked it up. I was like, let me just look up. I forget what I was that I was looking up about Martin Luther King. That's another thing. It like, just makes you like, oh, let me let me just find out more. The day, somewhere it said like Martin Luther King Day was meant to put into, a, to get it going so that people, the day is set aside for people to talk to their government about um, like amendments to things to give rights to more people or something along those lines. And I was like, well, let's just look at it as a time to like reflect on where we've come, where we're going. And I realized this thing like on Instagram, 
you look at like on Veterans Day, everyone's got something up for Veterans Day. And I was like on Martin Luther King Day. I'm like, is everyone putting something up for Martin Luther King Day? Almost every one of my black friends had something up. I put something up because it means a lot to me. But then a lot of other people, they didn't have anything up on Martin Luther King Day. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, we all have the day off today. And we have it off because of Martin Luther King. And then I'm like, well, I wonder if people are not putting a post up because they think it's not for them because they're not black. And then I realize I'm like, but we're all people. You know what I mean? Veterans Day. Yeah, maybe you had a relative who's in the military and you have the day off. But And everyone says, I'm thankful for this day off because the veterans and I had someone or we're thankful for your duty. But Martin Luther King, are you thankful for his duty? Oh, well, he was doing it for black. Was he doing it? Was he doing it for people? A, a portion of our population that is our country, that are fellow Americans. I mean, Martin Luther King Day is also celebrated in like other countries, Canada, Japan. Uh, I, I was just looking this up. I had no idea. I'm like, oh, that's pretty amazing that they're also recognizing him. And it's just the idea that you're recognizing someone who stood up also not only not only was he like fighting for rights for people of color, he was also he was also like supporting an idea of not pacifism, but like not using violence to uh, achieve a goal. Do you know what I mean? Which I thought is all I you, like that's something that's always especially when you take Malcolm X and then you take you know, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X was like any means necessary. And Martin Luther King was like, Nope, you don't fight back. We're peaceful protest, peaceful protest. And there's just something like what kind of example that shows whether you're black or you're white or you're Latin, whatever, you know, anyway, I love Martin Luther King and I'm appreciative for him, not just for myself, but for what he means to, uh, humanity, you know, in general. <sighs> Whatever. Valentine's Day. Get going on it now. You got to get going on it now. You got to book a sitter. Hope that they don't have Valentine's Day plans. Do something at home. I don't know. Jewelry. I've bought jewelry for girls before on Valentine's Day. Name it. I remember for Valentine's Day one year, my high school girlfriend, the one where I made the chicken piccata, getting her a piece of jewelry. And my buddy was graduated from high school. I was still in high school. My brother wrote me a note to get me out of school. I remember like, this is something I found out by the way, when I was home, my friends were like, we were all retelling stories. And like all of a sudden my friends are pulling up all these stories. Like my buddy was like, do you remember that time we went to buy sleds? This was, it. this is another time we went, he goes, we went shoveling driveways to get money to buy sleds. Because we wanted to go sledding and we didn't have sleds. So we went to Caldor and we're buying sleds. And you're checking out. And there was an older woman working. She goes, is that it, honey? And this is what my buddy told me. He, you go, me. I grabbed like this big pack of baseball cards. It was like a, a pack with like 20 packs inside it. And I go, nah, and this. But who's paying for this? And I shoved it up my shirt and she laughed. And then I walked out with it. Like I think she thought I, I took it back out. She didn't charge me for it. I never took it out, and I just showed her that I was stealing them and then walked out with them. And I was like, man, that's pretty badass. <laughs> and then we also were talking about... I never was like... I didn't start drinking till I was 18. Like, I never drank in high school. And so, like, 
when we were 19, we all went out to this restaurant called Vinny Testa's. It's like a, this Italian joint. Just got to make sure I'm I'm uh, on pace for this call. Yes, I got eight minutes. And um, uh, what's it called? So we went to this restaurant called Vinny Testa's, and they were like known like it was Italian, and they had big portions. And I didn't go to a lot of bars, you know. I was like 19, and in college we were just drinking at like you know college bars. They didn't serve food and stuff. But I remember like in Cheers they put out like popcorn or pretzels or the Regal Beagle. And so we're at this bar. And it's packed. It's a restaurant, but we're like standing in the bar here waiting for our table. And there was like the the bar came to a corner, and I'm standing at the corner. And this guy comes out and he puts down garlic bread. And I and I don't know why, but my head was like, oh look, there's garlic bread for the bar. It's an Italian joint instead of pretzels. They're putting out garlic bread. So I reach over this guy and I grab a piece of garlic bread. I dip it in marinara and then I eat it. And the woman's giving me a look. And I remember I look at my buddy. I go, what's that lady's deal? And then we look over and the bartender's bringing out salads. And I was, he's like, dude, that's their food. And it was the funniest thing in my, in my world that these like (laughs) people with real jobs and real money are out for a nice dinner at a bar, which is my favorite place for my wife and I to eat. We love sitting at the bar. It's the best. You're right there. Everything's right there. You're not waiting for anyone. They're right there. It's just the best. We love sitting at the bar. And that's what these people are doing. And here comes some 19-year-old jackass reaching across. And I just took their appetizer. They ordered this appetizer. And here I am grabbing it, dunking it, dipping. Just imagine for a minute, you're eating at a bar, dinner. A guy comes over. No apologies. No, I'm like, excuse me. And eat it. What would you do? These people did nothing. I had so much confidence. They did nothing. Then we go over to the dinner table, and I guess I'm just kind of like, he told me that was theirs, and I'm just like laughing. I think it's so funny. It's 10 of us. We sit down. The waitress comes over. She goes, we're all 19. She goes, can I get you guys something to drink? And I go, yeah, how about a round of Heineken's? And she's like, okay, and just walked away. And everyone's like, what are you doing? I'm like, fucking, we're having a night. No one checked our IDs. We end up getting the Heineken's and then just getting blitzed. And I was like, this is the way life's supposed to be. Yeah, my friend reminded me. There was another time I was shooting pool with my buddy. We were like 20, didn't have fake IDs. We were 19. And we're shooting pool. And someone had left like their empty Corona bottles there. So the waitress came by who was like working the pool table there. And she goes, can I get you guys something to drink? And I go, yeah, can we just grab a couple more Coronas? And she goes, yep. And just walked away. And we're like, we're in. As soon as she came back, we're like, this is how little we knew. We're like, let me get two Alabama Slammas. And then we just like sat there and drank all day. And we never even had, never needed a fake ID. Why would you need a fake ID when you're fucking baller? Um, that's all the time I got. You guys are the best, man. I love you guys. I appreciate you watching my special and sharing it, sharing this podcast, sharing, you know, whatever. I appreciate you listening. Uh, I appreciate you reaching out about my buddy's dad. I appreciate you guys uh, listening and sharing and do the best. And I'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Bye.